Welcome back to the Rob and Eritrea show on diabetics doing things. We're closing out the year. I still think we need a song, some kind of theme, something. But yeah, it's Rob. It's it's me. It's Rob. We're here. It's our show. It is. We can do a song next year. That'll put that on our list of of things. We can do a special little audio thing. All a right, jing- I mean, stuff. I mean, this is like our Christmas holiday episode. So like a jingle, you know, something. Mm, I wouldn't be surprised if Ashley starts cooking something up after we after we say that. So, as you know, and we talked about, and as our longtime listeners know, I like to sum up the year generally at the end of the the calendar year, just because I I'm a creature of habit. I think as you get towards the end of the year, it's just important to take inventory of like the things that you changed. Even looking back on like, if you're really disciplined or really crazy like me, you look back at your like New Year's resolutions on what you wanted to do. So I like depending on how you stuck with them. And I also think some of it is just the like going into another year of diabetes as well for me because my my anniversary is on New Year's Day. So I always sort of end the calendar year that way. Anyhow. I want to talk about us. We did a lot of cool stuff this year, I think, in your notes. And I confirmed this because I was like, "Is did we do more than episodes than that? We did 43 episodes in 2023. So that's a lot. I think our goal was to do three per month minimum. And we hit that every single month. And we did 43 episodes. So we even went over our estimate. So shout out to us. I think, yes, shout out to us. But I also think the number 43... It just sounds small, right? Like when you look at it, but when if you know what really goes into podcasting, it's not just the hour that Rob and I sit here and talk to each other, get to spend a lovely hour with a guest. There's like all this other stuff that has to happen behind the scenes. Shout out Ashley to make it to the internet and Rob. So that was 43 episodes, but Every single one of them was an absolute labor. And I think it's important that, yeah, we're taking a moment to just acknowledge them. Well, you got to experience that in a way that you hadn't normally either because you (laughs) got to do your Women's History Month. And especially when you're coordinating schedules overseas before the holidays and for diabetes specifically before National Diabetes Awareness Month, it's pretty challenging to not only get guests to agree to come on, but then also like make the time and then, you know, do all the prep. I think, yeah, that's a real, wow, I forgot about that. Three whole episodes where I did both jobs was hard because I guess for for these episodes, we just show up like Rob and I, we're always going to be here, right? So we just, and it's easy to be friends with each other. But for those, like you said, there's a whole other layer there. And and it is just honest work. So I learned a lot this year, not just about being a producer, but also just about being a creator and a podcaster. And I hope I get to continue to learn. Inshallah, we continue. Yeah, for sure. I think <laughs> creator is a good, you know, you did a lot more content for yourself as well and kind of like finding your voice as a diabetes creator, not just as someone who does that for her job and, and for, you know, side hustle slash side advocacy slash content creation, but also for you as a person. So I'm looking forward to continuing to be a part of that because I got to be honest with you, not to put you on blast on the pot. If you're going to be my like Padawan learner, we got to, we got to change some stuff about your personal content. We got to make it, got to make it, we're going to, you're going to glow up. Your personal content is going to glow so much in 2024. Okay. Pause, pause before. So I was, so this whole episode guys, was it going to be a big pat on the back of diabetics doing things? But now I got to pause Rob and be like, hold on dog. Because 
2023, I wrote articles, right? Like, I wrote articles that did really well on the internet. Like, they're on the SEO or whatever. In 2023, I did WebMD, baby girl. Like, calm, calm yourself, okay? In 2023, I still went to conferences. In 20, I just feel like, yes, I'll blow up. But don't, you know, don't try to take away from my shimmer. Leave me alone. Okay, I won't. No, no more bullying. No more, no more bullying. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think I can handle it today. A bullying-free zone. Okay, so you had your list here in the in the show notes because we're talking about the podcast right now of your top episodes or your favorite guests or some standouts or things that stood out to you. Uh, so let's dig into them. What do you think? What, so what, your, what, what was your like diabetes wrapped, diabetics doing things wrapped for Eritrea? I love that you're putting in that perspective. For me, my our, okay, so okay. Sometimes stars align at Diabetics Doing Things. Actually, stars aligns for us a lot. We are lucky people here. And we did the episode on our content production day. So we had already, like, allotted a day that we were going to put to the side and do, like, just, like, produce all day long. I think we were just going to do reels and videos and all this stuff. And we ended up having Lauren on the show that day. And she came with her mom. Yeah, Lauren Cox and her mom and her sister. And it was just such an awesome day full of day. That was one of my favorite days out of the year. So that was probably one of my favorite episodes and like listening to episodes was really cool too. Plus like the videos that, wow, mwah, mwah, it's that whole thing. Dr. Adala, her episode was amazing. I think that it, when we get to talk about racial disparities and change in care because of socioeconomic barriers or where you are geographically or how you grew up or what you're used to, I think that when we can talk about it, that's awesome. But I also think it's on that specific episode, we got to take it further because it was like, okay, we know this. Now what? Right? Like, what are the people of the world doing? What are healthcare providers doing to make diabetes look easier for people who look like me? So that episode was special. Uh, I 2023 is the birth of the Robin Eritrea show. So is we, it though? Or we just like, we named it that. That's what year. we named it that. But like, here's the thing. This may be hard for you to believe listeners, but. Rob was a solo podcaster, alone in his podcast pod, just throughout the universe, talking to himself into the void. Like, how many solo episodes did you do before I came along, right? I think I did like four, four or five. So I still, I, I've done some since you've been on, too, I think. Just, for sure. Uh, sometimes it's just healthy for me to get on and get, the, get it let out, just like talk. For sure. But it was like the birth of an idea that we actually finally solidified into an actual program, right? Because like we had this back and forth thing already like I remember the first episode we did where like we introduced me to the pod and that was a mess and please don't go listen to it listeners please but now we've like solidified into a program and we did it monthly we've we pulled up a cadence and now it's a thing it's our thing and we're gonna keep doing it of course I it would be like I, I would not be able to like finish this list without talking about Muhammad Sayyam my friend from Gaza who lives in London, his episode, and the republication of Noor's episode. I think... I think, too, like, just the amount of work that was going on behind the scenes just to make those happen as quickly as they were. And I think just looking back, it was a struggle to do them. And I think we had a lot of different discussions about how to do it in a in the right and authentic way. But at December in December 2023, looking back you know i'm a very glad that we did and b you know it was it was an early time to be publishing that type of sentiment like globally i think that that also had not 
really been centered and having Palestinian people centered at the you know current escalation of the conflict. And so I think that was really important. And I think I learned a lot too, also having revisiting revisiting the newer episode, I was like, man, we talked about this two years ago. And I think for me that that was the and also with my other Palestinian friends feeling very fortunate to have those people in my life and and also to see a little bit of what it's like for people who are Palestinian or even just Arab and the sort of emotional labor that we require them to do to explain their right to exist. And I think that also in reading some of the source material from that episode, Except for Palestine is a great audiobook, and digging into the politics and the wars over land and, and ultimately like just hateful war over the last few centuries, you know, and a hundred years in particular. It's really simple to see what it comes down to. And I think those are know, hard. More, more people would do could do well to learn from people like Muhammad and people like Noor to to hear from those from those voices. So yeah, I feel very grateful that we did some of that hard work, like you said. I mean, I think it was just hard. Like it was just so it it was emotional, right? Like it was so I am and it still is. Like we are still in the throes of talking to our friends in Gaza, trying to still get their resources. Like I had a meeting for the DHAC on Friday with the W the World Health Organization. And we are still trying to do something because it's still an ongoing genocide. I am proud of us though for I think it was so interesting. Something I want to hit on just before we move on to the next thing that I really liked from our wrapped is that you said we were publishing that type of content before the rest of the world had really like also jumped onto the this is a genocide, this is bad train essentially. And in my mind, it's like all Muslims already knew it was bad. All of us. It's like, because I know you said Arab, but it's like all Islamic people already knew. So it was like it just took a long time for westernized society i don't want to say just caucasian people because it's not only white people so it it took a long time for american british just the rest of the non-muslims to be like oh no this is actually turning into something crazy uh that is still going on yeah i think you see it now if you looked at all of the different un votes over the course of the last two months like from where they started to where they are now and i think you're right you see sort of a globalized coalition advocating for for rights for people in palestine as we continue to talk about other places and i it's not skip over palestine but i just i can only talk about what i can talk about i want to talk about rachel heckerman's episode because that was an episode that i didn't expect to enjoy as much as i did she is a sweet gal and a kind human sweet gal that's honestly, I, for me to say that that's how I feel about somebody, like genuinely, I love following her on the internet. She's actually either in Antarctica right now mm-hmm. or just got back. Yeah, she's just doing a casual research project for NASA, you know, just just all around an awesome, amazing, cool, creative person who is friend of the pod. And I even have been getting Antarctica content, like Antarctica tourism content on TikTok. Uh, go. What an episode. Which, Think about that. Do you know? Do you know? You're going to hate me for this because do you know what the passage is called on the sea to get from Argentina to Antarctica? Isn't it Drake's passage? It's the Drake passage. 
I hate I do hate you for this, but it's I like didn't you, know that. They they say if you listen to Drake on the Drake passage that you're granted eternal life and free admission to heaven. That's really? I also heard that on that Drake's passage it can go one of two ways. It's either like very peaceful and like totally fine. Or, or the worst absolute ride of your life. fucking chaos. So if you ever 80 go foot, eighty foot waves, like you know, it's like a cruise ship. I saw a video. These this couple was like on lockdown. They couldn't leave their room. They were delivering food to all the rooms for like thirty hours because the seas were so bad. Now imagine, so, yeah. imagine that's happening, and they're playing nonstop Drake. I would oh. just kill me. Just I'm sorry. Just beat me up. Like I cannot. I'd be um, I'd be like over the toilet throwing up like 10 bands 50 bands 100 bands yeah anyway. i really I, I don't know so shout we... out rachel heckerman you also had nick callis on there which i i was i think is the front runner for my like emotional connection episode uh, mm-hmm. because you guys know of my like comedy background and like you know vulnerability is such a huge part of that but i came into that episode after like researching him thinking like nick makes some like unhinged like wild hilarious comedy Mm-hmm. But he came on the show and was like so open and so sweet and just like nice and humble and like raw with us about living with diabetes and sort of the emotional side of it that I, I came away from that feeling way better. I was like, those are the episodes I think about when podcasting of like, and I had a busy day before that. I was like, it was in the middle of a bunch of things and I was kind of stressed out. I came away from that feeling much better than I went into it. You know... You've never said that you felt that after a Robin or a Trey episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. That's true. But, no, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure our, our conversations are very stressful, but I agree with you. For I feel like there's not many white men that make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And after like consuming a bit of his content, I, w- I just wasn't expecting that. Like I was expecting like some, you know, whatever. And he ended up being so like deep and insightful. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like he taught me something about people. Which is uh, like the type of, which I already knew this, right, as content creator, but the type of content you create, there's so much more to you, right? Like what you put out on the internet is not the depths of your soul. And I feel like in in 45 minutes, I met a really, a really good human being. And there's not that many of those out there. So, Nick, I hope you're listening to this. And if you are, big shout out. That was an awesome interview. I hope we talk to him again soon. He was yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. He, he was dope. I, I agree with you. Like you can we think we know all these people, you know, these content creators are like our, even our favorites, like, and we'll get to that later. Like there are some people that we are their famous favorite content creators. And first of all, like, I love you for that people out there, but like, you guys don't know us, you know, like, and people are not monoliths. Just like, why don't you just be our parents? It's just you, your mom, my mom, or my dad replaying it in all their phones. Like oh, that's right. fine. That that's fine. But like they don't have seventy five phones, so like that's you know true. we we were seventy five people's number one podcast on Spotify last year, which Aww. I don't I don't take for granted. I don't take that for granted. So I, I think three hundred and fifty were in our, we were in their top three. So you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's never been more podcasts. There's never been more cool, awesome creators and stuff going on or, or the ability to access it. And those people chose to spend their time with us. Wait, wait, so. wait. Don't wait. Okay, pause. So there's When you say pause, all... what do you what do you mean? Or do you mean actually pause? No, mean... I mean like pause like hold on. I'm thinking okay. and you went too fast. I don't mean pause like your weird bro pause that you men people do. That's not the pause I mean. I mean like so you said three percent of a lot of 300 or no no 350 people for them we were their number one pod or their third percent pod sorry that's what top I did. three we were oh. in their top three 
Oh, that's so many people. Oh, you guys. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, and then seven, 75 people, we were their number one. I've never been anybody's number one anything, so that's nice. That See, was, yeah. Look at that. Look at God. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm grateful that anybody would want to listen to us. And also, I'm grateful that to anybody who came on the pod. I just wanted to say that before we moved on from the favorites. There are so many other people that came on here. Keisha, Gary. Like, I can sit here and name all of them. These are just some a little bit of the standout moments that just really, like, I wanted to just, like, make sure we highlighted. But for everybody who came onto this podcast, the program would not be possible without you. So thank you for your time, of course. And thank you for being here with us. And for those of you who are listening, wow, thank you for continuing to listen. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, just kind of going through, like, top moments. I loved Raquel's podcast. I I really liked Rena Rossi's podcast. Type 1 Mary, Mary, Mary Type 1 was on the list. That was awesome. Our friend Greta Ellers was on the list. Janet Marin, Maya Papaya. We had some great, great Emma great from Life for a Child, my home mm-hmm. girl. Just my posted, girl. Emma. We had Samantha from from Sam from Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah, Samantha Lane, had, my boo. We had, we had a, a Stormtrooper on the podcast, you know, so we had a really great, a really great year of amazing, amazing, amazing people. So I am going to do a, solo, a couple of solo episodes coming up just for my 19th anniversary and then special episode with with Erica that we'll publish on this feed towards the end of the year to talk a little bit about the the shift of power and the content creation rankings in our house because she's now the number one content creator. So we got more more of that in terms this of This is like, key because I actually I don't, I don't know this stuff. Yeah, tw- she has like 22,000 followers on Instagram now. So she's big deal because of her bag work. So we'll talk about that. But anyhow, back to the back to the topic. We did a ton. We had a great po- year of podcasting. And what we learned is that the podcast is our foot in the door. It's our number one media property. It reaches the most people. It has the most impact. And it's opened the doors for everything else. And even though we're adding more things, even though we're... You know, we've never done more things at Diabetics Doing Things than we did in 2023. The podcast is still number one. So with that, though, I want to talk about some of the milestones and high points that I'm proud of from this year. So at the beginning of the year, we had our kickoff meeting with Ashley, and she and I spent time over the holidays in 2022 to talk about setting our rocks for 2023. And the way that that system works is you say what you want to accomplish and then you basically break that down over the four quarters and then you break it down into smaller chunks. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So we we did zero events in 2022. We did four events in 2023. We had the Pax and Beneficia meetup. We're going to do another one of those. We had a North Texas food bank getting started with diabetes virtual meeting, which launched our entire program getting started with diabetes with the North Texas food bank. We did Diabetes Legends in Denver. That was huge. I'm going to do two of next year. And then we just finished up two weeks ago, the Diabetics Doing Things Pickleball Classic. So just like right from the, the, like even if we did nothing else, like that would have been like a huge accomplishment. And so we did that. And I think everybody who bought a ticket to those came and showed up, which we had 100% uh, attendance. Everybody who bought a ticket, they showed up and they showed out. And I'm so grateful for the people who came to our first round of events because 
this was a year of proving the concept because we had these ideas, but we weren't sure what they were going to be like or if we could do them. And we proved them out this year and we are going to grow them and continue to dig in in the coming years. So just be prepared for more Diabetes Legends. Be prepared for more Diabetics Doing Things Pickleball Classic. It's going big. And it's all because of the work that we did, the groundwork that we laid at the beginning of this year and coming to work every day. Like Eritrea said we thought we earlier, it is real work. It's three people doing this with a very small percentage of their brains and their time. And we we came a long way. A small percentage of our brains. I remember last week and I was like, is my brain ever on? And you were like, we will never know. Anyways, because it is, it's just extra. But I want to break down these events a little bit more. So Pax and Benefitia, I remember us being afraid that no one was going to come. Do you remember? Like, I, we were so nervous. I was just like, oh. And we, Rob said, if we can get 15 people to a coffee shop, that's all we need. And I was like, how are we going to pull this off? And then we did not only did we have 15 people at the coffee shop, a random man that was just there also just randomly had diabetes. So I just also just had to have faith that people with diabetes want to do these things. And I'm so grateful to everyone who's come to all the things. I keep I always forget about our virtual event that we did. But that was incredible. That started our partnership with North Texas Food Bank, because now you're, we're doing so much more work with them. And I feel like it's I feel like our our partnership with them has now like even just it's just made us to do even more stuff like the pickleball event that we just did. Guys, we raised $13,000 for our partnership with the North Texas Food Bank at this first pickleball tournament thing when I don't even play pickleball, girl. Neither does Ashley. Rob was just out here like, hey, it's a sport. We could throw a thing. Let's try. Let's just see what happens. And we we raised $13,000. That's crazy to me. Like, how did we do that? Well, yeah, I mean, we did. And I think, <laughs> you know, we got sponsors on board and we got people showed up. We had people also, you were talking about the guy who had an Omnipod on during the, they just showed up at PAX mm-hmm. and had mm-hmm. no idea about our event. But two people just showed up for random play at the pickleball tournament and were like, well, oh, she's like, oh, you guys have the court. Well, can we register now? And they just like bought a ticket on or registered for the tournament on site and played all morning. So, you know, we had people who had never, you know, nobody in their life with diabetes. They just, you know, wanted to come play pickleball for a good cause. And I oh think- Oh my gosh, uh, there was this one guy, I can't remember his name, but he listens to the pod. And if you're listening to this, you were the, my favorite person that day, okay, dude? You had never played pickleball before. You were there with your girlfriend. We played pickleball with each other. And he was like, I'm here because <laughs> because I love Rob Howe. He was like, I hate to say this, because like Rob's head is just going to get bigger than it's ever been. He's just going to float away. But the guy, he loved the pod. He was like, I love listening to you guys. And every month, like, you're just so real. And I love it. And, and that's why I'm here. Like, I've never played pickleball before. But I'm just here to, like, make friends and be cool. And it was just such a moment. Like, we're not doing anything but bringing people good vibes and being cool. It was awesome. It it was so awesome and for a good cause. So it was yeah. fun. And I, and I think I learned a lot. I also learned that people who play pickleball show up. They break passenger. Oh my gosh. Let me, I'm so glad you brought that up. Wow. How do we forget? Diabetes legend herself, star girl on DC. I think it's on Tubi right now too. I saw a post today. Stargirl is on 2B. Go watch literal T1D superhero Breck Bassinger, who was the champion. Oh my God, period, she's killing it. The champion of the Diabetics Doing Things Pickleball Classic of the inaugural. We may have to name didn't the whole play trophy her? after her. Didn't yeah, she we play? Did. Wait, wait, I, didn't you play her and get your ass beat? Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. We, because Erica and I had played, but like not really competitive. And we, 
were like, well, we need more teams in the competitive division. So what do I do? I stepped up. Oh, I yeah. The, okay. I wasn't the stepdad. I'm just the dad who stepped up, you know? So, yeah, that's for me, like, it just, it, again, there were moments at all these events. We talked about Diabetes Legends till we're blue in the face, like how there was magic in the gym. We were at the pickleball classic and Breck Bassinger is just there. We didn't pay her to be there. We didn't really, she just commented on the post was like, I'm there. We know she loves pickleball, but she showed up. She had just been like overseas for six months. So just the timing worked out. She showed up and then she won the whole thing. So again, like there's just these things, these like signals. If you really dig in deep, if you really like don't allow mainstream media to corrupt you and you look at what the impact of these events, then you can see (laughs) that you can see that we're supposed to be doing these things. So it's, it's all there. The, The groundwork is there. And I learned a lot about throwing a pickleball tournament. I'm going to have the number one independent pickleball tournament in Dallas, Fort Worth. It's happening. It's already there. It's, it just hasn't caught up yet. I can get into all of these pickleball communities. I'm going to be bringing coolers of seltzers all summer long to the to pickleball playgrounds all over DFW next year to recruit people for the Diabetics Doing Things Don't Pickleball say, Classic. Okay, pickleball adult playgrounds. Please, guys, if you see Rob around, like, get Yeah, these are adults. These are adults. Uh, but yes, at the same time, like pickleball, like pickleball courts are at public spaces. They're on Facebook groups. They're all passionate people looking to connect, and they love a good cause and guess what we have a good cause helping food insecure people with diabetes in north texas we've got a small cohort of people who have asked that they want to be involved and volunteer we're going to get them around if there's one thing i've learned from this year because we've also published like 120 plus videos uh, oh my god that's why we haven't even started talking about that yet oh my god so we again back to the consistency we over 300,000 total views on instagram just on instagram YouTube is going wild. We're like just about to get monetized there after all these years, finally. And it's because we're staying consistent. But the reason uh, that, I, that I've that i learned and like what I want to take into next year is that it's all about community. And community on the internet, people always talk about growing community, growing followers, growing website visits, growing subscribers, whatever. But to me, it's like what you can give to the people in your group. Like your community can give to each other. And so I'm going to dig deep into the small groups. So there's going to be smaller cohorts because that's where the impact happens. And so you're going to be in our Discord at some point. You're going to be in our email list. You're going to be hearing from me. We're going to be over-delivering to a small group of people, people who want to make an impact. And that's how we're going to grow. 75 people, we were their number one podcast. Those people can help us go to the next level. 350 people were in their top three. We're doing something right for them. Let's just grow those numbers and continue to deliver that. So we did the events. In the middle, we also went to Friends for Life, Children with Diabetes, as a team. It was our first team trip. We all went to Denver later. It was like we went, uh, we've done, uncovered a lot of miles this year. And when we were there, we, we did two things. We used it as our jumping off point to focus our pitch for Diabetes Center Burn Innovation Challenge which we had a top 20 finish, which was really awesome. And then we also formulated our mission in our vision. And that wasn't something that I had really thought we were going to do this year. But as we got through all of our you know, pieces, it, it, it really became clear that you know, our vision of creating a more equitable world for people with diabetes and creating space for people with diabetes to live, work, and play uh, is just, it's what we're here to do. And I think 
our event with North Texas Food Bank in the summer really presented a unique opportunity for us to involve diabetes creators in diabetes advocacy and let them do what they do to help other people. And I think that sort of cycle, that sort of flywheel of putting creators in the right position to meet a need that's currently unmet for people who are currently forgotten and then continuing to turn that wheel is going to yield us long-term results and really you know, put, puts our space in there. Because a lot of our guests over the years have been diabetes creators. I am a diabetes creator. Eritrea is a diabetes creator. And we know what it's like to be, to live and work and create content with diabetes. And it is very hard. So the more we can do to create resources and opportunities for creators with diabetes, the, the better off we're going to be. And so I'm really excited to bring the Diabetes Creator Collective more into, into focus next year, both for community as well as opportunities for different people and, and grow our platform that way. I love how you said like it's hard, like to do things, like, girl, to pay your bills as a diabetes creator. That is the bottom line to pay your bills. We know how hard it can be. So I think that, I don't know, I don't want to say too much about the Creator Collective, but I'm very excited for A, to be the guinea pig and to also just like everybody to get to see it because I really think that there are so many layers to industry and maintaining a career in diabetes content creation that you just don't, nobody tells you, right? So if we can help anybody and make it easier so we can all eat, why not? Here. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody eats. What? What is that? The Wire? No. Soprano? No. What is that? Like everybody eats. Never mind. Obscure pop culture reference. I'm the producer here, not you. Forget it. <laughs> okay. I want to dig in. We talked about Diabetes Legends. What a day. We also did the live pod with Gary. Just meeting Gary in person for the first time was really great. He's uh, my favorite person. Every time he, like, he was in one of my little, like, blogmas things. Or no, he was in my blogmas thing for Diatribe. And in it, he's wearing his little Diabestie bracelet that I gave it. And he, like, commented underneath. And it was like, Diabestie's for life. So move over any person that has ever been called my Diabestie because ex-NBA Super Bowl human and new father, Gary Forbes, is now that thank and congrats congrats to gary and his family for the addition oh of their of their new baby and so also cute. there's very few people on this earth who like the show c on apple plus as much as i do and gary's one of them and so you know if it's not diabetes if it's not basketball it's c on apple plus not a it's not a good show but it's maybe the best show i've ever seen so i don't know if you it's a, it's my guilty pleasure watch, and it's and for Gary too. So that was a weird thing that we bonded over. So. You really want people to watch the show? I'm not gonna watch it. No, you don't have to watch it. I actually don't even think it's that good, but I couldn't stop watching it, and that's all I can say. Well, but yeah, that was great. Hmm. Oh, my sensor's updating. That's a fun. That's a fun alert to get. It's the last day of the sensor, though. Yeah, your last day of your like 13 millionth day. Hasn't it been like 13, like 10 days or something like that? No, sensors only last seven days. Oh, sorry. Guardian Force. I'm not the, I'm not the Medtronic girl. That's, mm -hmm. I'm the, I am the Medtronic girl. <laughs> so I do want to, you know, with Medtronic on the brain, let's talk because without this, this episode, you guys know that this show is like fully supported by sponsors and our number one mm -hmm. sponsor, Rob Howell, but. Thank Medtronic you to and Father Mankind were our, our two sort of long-standing annual partners. And 
without you guys, none of this would have been possible. I think that, you know, the, the belief that you guys have had in us over the years has, has gotten us to this point and I'm really excited to continue to work with both of you going forward. But also we had Zerus and Insulate and, and Diabetes Link came on for, and Beyond Type 1 for their support of the, of the Pickleball Classic. I have more sponsor stuff going out for you guys later this month, but it was awesome. It was an unbelievable day. We got some great photos, got some great t-shirts and people just had a blast. And you guys were part of that. And I think you mentioned earlier peak days with diabetes. You know, we're not promised those. Mm -hmm. And we got a couple big ones. We had the production day with Lauren Cox, which was so great. We had Diabetes Legends with Gary Forbes and all those kids. We had the Pickleball Classic. All those were days where we were brought together by diabetes, but you know the fun that we had. TMI Sorry, moment. TMI big, moment. Big sneeze, big sneeze in the studio. You guys don't want to see. I'm a violent sneezer. Most people don't know this, but it's extremely loud. Good. So, you have anyway. all these violent, like physical reactions. Last month it was the violent burping. Now we're with the violent sneezing. Like, I wouldn't characterize my burping as violent, just to be totally 100, but. Any, it's basically sneezing and vomiting, but I was sneezing. Ew! There, so that's, now you guys know a little bit more about me. More than um, we ever needed to know. But anyway, what were you saying? I was saying that diabetes brought us to all those events. And yes. it brought us together. And we had a great time in spite of all the diabetes stuff. So you know, I think as we look to next year, you're like, well, okay, how can you top this? And I will say... I'm purposefully resisting like the need for like huge growth. That's just, I think just me learning from experience, but we are going to do more diabetes legends events. We are going to do another Pax and Beneficia event. We're going to do the pickleball classic again. I committed to 10 years. we got nine more to go. Oh my. Uh, and you know, I think for next year, it's just continuing to double down on what we do really well, which is diabetes content and working with diabetes creators. So keep it locked. There's going to be some opportunities for people who are diabetes creators to get involved with us and yeah that's that's about it what are you doing over the holidays anything wait 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 no no just a minute pause rewind before you do that i got to go on my little spiel of my top also eritrea moments for the year so i get like my webmd thing and whatever because i thought you were attacking me for a moment so i felt like you know i need to pop through the screen real quick remind you who i am g but what were your top Rob moments? Like you talk about the pod and all your stuff, but like you're also a human being with a whole life out, outside of just diabetics doing things. What were your top creator moments this year, you think, for yourself personally? Oh, man. I loved the innovation challenge. I think that was such a cool thing for me. And it wasn't necessarily that like we won or we got like a bunch of money from it or anything because we didn't, but. I learned about myself that I thrive in structure and like most of the structure that I have in my life is self-imposed. Like I, I bring that because I know I need it, but having like an external like milestones and deadlines and something that I'm like responsible for and I'm dependent on is good for me. So I'm doing, I'm looking for more opportunities like that for next year. I think Erica, Erica's content and like, you know, she's had a tough year professionally and seeing her kind of like grow into and use that part of her brain and spirit was is a high moment for me. So I'm really happy for her on that. I won two or three 
basketball league championships this year. I, I came in second three times in 2022 and I, I went three for five this year. So I came in second twice. We lost one at the buzzer and I'm still a little bit sad about it, but we, and one of the leagues in particular uh, was the league that I was like running and managing. So that one is a little bit sweeter as well. I had never won that league before and and now I have. So I don't know. That was really, those are, those are big moments. I think, you know, the, the, the trips and like, I, I don't know, it was kind of a year of work for me. I, mm-hmm. I journaled almost every day. I, I set my goal for the year to increase my strain on my whoop, which is like the exercise output by 20% over the course of the year. I accomplished that goal. I, I shot 81 twice on in golf, which I've been trying to break 80 for a number of years and I haven't been able to do it, but I'm getting close. And you know, I think there's just a lot of things to be excited about that, you know, aren't work. We moved into a new office at recreation, like a huge new office that we shot some content in. It's also your WebMD video yeah. <laughs> location. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to be happy for about a lot to, it was a challenging year. We did a lot, you know, we, we explored, we proved the concept Diabetes Legends is maybe, you know, one of my biggest accomplishments yeah. of my life. You know, I think that that was just, just amazing. Pickleball, I, I, I think is, I'm so excited it worked as well as it did. I don't know. I look at the sum of all of our stuff and I'm extremely bullish on what we can accomplish going forward. And so, you know, I, I didn't have the cool year of travel like I had in 2022 where, you know, Eric and I went on a honeymoon and we went to Stockholm and all that stuff. But I did discover a lot about myself and a lot about discipline and how much you can accomplish if you just stay focused and you just commit. And I think that's what I'd, I'd like people out there to feel is like, also, like you talked about earlier, you know, we were panicked that like 12 people might not show up to our mm-hmm. first meetup and, and they did. We had like 20 people there, right? So it looks, if it looks easy, it's not. If it looks like we're doing this and every single person tells us yes, and every single person is on board with what we're doing, that is not the case. We had to fire in a, a venue for our uh, so funny. For pickleball championships <laughs> because they were just being dicks. So like, you know, I don't, I pitch things, I pitch brands that I've worked with for a number of years and like, don't get a a yes right away. It's hard out there. And I think that's one of the reasons why I still stay galvanized on trying to create a better ecosystem for creators. Because like Eritrea said, you're trying to at least get your bills paid, you know, and like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs in order for you to self-actualize, like you got to have the foundation there. And you know, the foundation of this company is the podcast and we really delivered hard this year and we're going to continue to do more next year. I think what I need from you guys who are listening is more feedback and engagement on who you want to see on this podcast and what you want to learn from them because it's not just me. And I think that's something that's really cool. You get to grow past just yourself and get to be on, you know, a pathway that, that opens you up to a ton of more possibility. So I don't know. I'm grateful. I'm not stopping. I'm not taking my foot off the gas, but I feel like I have a lot more direction and a lot better idea of what 
our long-term place in the space can be. And, you know, sometimes you, you look up and you've been doing a podcast for eight years, you know, eight, right. years of, eight years of recording podcasts on this feed as of last month. So I published the website in, in November, 2015. And I don't know, it's, it's been a wild ride since and I, and I don't want to stop it now. That was beautiful. Good job, Don. I was just like, cause I was like, I'm not about to let you just, you know, Glide on, but like, come on, you did do you did a lot. You, did, you became an uncle this year. I was already an uncle. Shout out yeah, to Jack, thought... my, my older niece. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you got got a new one. But yeah, I did. I did, I did get a new one though, and I'm I'm gonna go see the the baby in uh in the first week of January. So like, I get to also be. I've been trying to double down and like be a good family member. You know, something I it's heard hard for men. By the well, way, I heard, I heard Kobe talk about this one time on. He has his, his documentary is called Muse that he, he did in 2015 while he was recur, uh, recovering from his Achilles. And he talked about like when you're on the path, like to try to be the best at something, you're trying to be the greatest, like some of the other things that are also important fall by the wayside. And I really had never heard anybody say that. And it really resonated with me at the time. And so, you know, again, my family, they're the people that know me best and they are always in my court. And I, I just appreciate you know, the opportunity to hop in a group, a uh, group chat with them. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, I think the, the new, the new baby is like giving me kind of renewed perspective on that, because if I don't go see her while she's an infant, like she won't be an infant anymore and time goes by. So it's like, if you don't go spend time and tell the people you love them and, and ce celebrate them and support them, then you, you never know when you may not have another chance to do that. So, you know, for me, I think, keeping focused on what's important, not getting distracted by all of the, to, to quote Zoolander, all the beautiful celebrities. You know, there's always a new thing there to distract us all the time about novelty. There are things going on in the world that we can't control and that, you know, you can easily find yourself getting pulled into and ruin your day or ruin you know, your week or make you feel like you're not doing something. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I care about you. And that's that's where I'll leave it. I think that something that I've learned on this pod is that there is an intersection between being a 10Xer and doing absolutely nothing about your life. Like there's so much space in between this scale, right? Like the very far, far, far extreme person. There, there are people who are even more extreme than you, Rob, like that are like, you know, which just sounds crazy to believe. And then there's just people who do absolutely nothing. I mean, I'm trying to be the person in the middle who, like, does the work, but also I'm a let it ride dog. Like, most of the time, and that's something I learned over this past weekend when I took my light skin Instagram break. Yes, I left Instagram, but I didn't post about it, so maybe not as light skin as I thought. Like two days. Yeah, I, it was four. It was four, but people did girl, people texted me. They was worried. My brother called me and was like, you ain't posting. Your account is gone. Are you alive? But that's not the point. The point is that I learned something. And this is something that you say all the time, or you've said it to me before privately. Most of the time, things have a way of working out. You've put in the work. You've done the time. Like, you've done what you're supposed to do. Just show up. Just show up. And I think that this year I learned that next year, even though I have done a lot of the cool travel things, it's my turn to just kind of sit back, not do as much cool travel things, really focus and decide, 
what kind of space I want to take up as a creator and what intersections of my identity do I really want to continue to talk about as much as possible so that it can make the world of people living with diabetes better so that people who do live in my intersections and, are, and live in my type of identities have a better experience upon diagnosis and going through their diabetes. So I get to learn a lot about from your experiences, which is nice. It, sometimes I feel like I'm like your younger sister or something because it's like Rob does all this stuff and it's like, maybe I'll do that next year. Because now I journal, right? I do the stupid, it's actually funny. My journal's right here and my keyboard's right here and this is where I leave it now because you said that's what we should do. So there are little things that I get to pick up from you and, and I hope that the people who get to listen to our pod also pick up those little good tidbits from us and if what you get is just one sliver of a shimmer of glitter in your dreary day, then that then I then I did my job. You know, then then we're doing our job. Well, I, I want to also say like you don't have to be a ten Xer to have value. You you, you know like <laughs> my the and I had I I came made peace with this this year too as well. Like I'm not in any situation. And I'm very fortunate that I'm not in any situation in my life that I have not opted into that I have not agreed to do or wanted to do my ability to manage my way through those situations is totally on me. So, you know, taking responsibility and ownership for the decisions that I make and the situations that I'm in is something I made big progress on this year. But like, I also am not on this work to, or on this earth to labor, you know, and I think like. Say that again. Getting, getting comfortable with, you know, what I have to do to make ends meet or what I have to do to accomplish the things I want to accomplish in my life. But also, I think part of the reason that I continue to do this podcast, part of the reason why I feel better after I have a conversation in the middle of the day with Nick Callis is that this is rooted in purpose. Yeah. And it's rooted in like, I, you know, you know, could, I could do any number of things, but this is the thing that I'm doing. And my name is Robert. Robert, the translation of Robert means bright fame. It does. And yeah, I mean, Google it, look it up. Google me, Google me, um, baby. <laughs> but you know, like I, I have always felt like called to be a leader. I've always felt that that was, you know, the role that I just assimilated to. If you met my mom, you know why. Just, she's that way, and I think I just want to make sure that I'm leading myself and my family in the right place and representing people with diabetes well. And as I continue to learn more and I continue to try more things and continue to do podcasts and make videos and, you know, make friends and do events that we just remember where we were all those years ago when we were told you have diabetes and whether they told us that you can accomplish any dream that you have for your life, like they told me, or they just told you, told Eritrea, like, get out of this room lady and please stop biting me, you know, or, or somewhere in between you you matter and you got a place here so and also my my quote of the year and i'm going to end the whole podcast i swear with this because this is this is some wild stuff but this is my new quote and i say it all the time in like my little marketing meetings and stuff but if you reach a million people if you reach a million people 300 of them are murderers so don't get upset about a weird comment that somebody slides in or that someone hates you from that. Because if you reach a million people, 300 of them are murderers.
I can't let you in the podcast like that. In good conscience, as the producer of this of this show, no, absolutely not. Stop it. Yeah, what, but no, what, that's what I mean. What? So, like, well, all that to say is that you, it shouldn't matter what one or two people who have a different opinion than you say. Uh, oh yeah, but you know what? That there's a way better way to say that, and it's gonna be this is so not Eritrea. Oh my god, I, I disagree. This. I think you're wrong. I there are what is it? Well, that's happened the, to me. That's yeah, so and, and you cannot tell me that it doesn't hurt, <laughs> even though you've never you you get mad, yeah. right? Uh, and you yeah. want to fight? You want to you want to get mad? You like, bro? See me? You catch me outside? You don't know me, cause that's how your mind goes. I know so how like you're. Somebody little... hold on to my areas. Real... Hold on, yeah. let me just. And you start speaking Spanish and start ready to whip some bitches weave out. Can you uh, met? Not... Yeah. So, Wrong. but I just remember, just remember that three hundred of them are murderers, and that if if all you got was one mean comment, you you were lucky. <laughs> 300 of them are murderers, and bitch, one of them might be me, so be careful. No, I'm just <laughs> Damn kidding. Right. That's right. <laughs> and that happy holidays from diabetics doing things here. I don't have anything planned. My mom is going to Mexico. We are Muslims to give each other gifts. My family's weird. I don't know. What are you doing for the holiday? Are you celebrating the birth of, of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I think that uh, Erica and I were going to watch I Think You Should Leave. Uh, Season one uh, with the the holiday gift office sketch uh, where she talks about the copier. Santa brought the copier early. Anyway, and so that's what we're going to do on Christmas. We're we're keeping it low key. It's none of y'all's business what I do over the holidays. Y'all can follow up in the new year. I want to know. <laughs> okay, but y'all better tell me. You better tell me. Anyways, you guys have a wonderful holiday season, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or I know I'm not celebrating Kwanzaa, but if you are, that's also okay. Christmas, the New Year, and also a holiday we don't talk about very much, but the Three Kings, which is the first week of January. Did you know about that holiday, Rob? The Three Kings? Los Tres Reyes Vagos. It's like a Hispanic holiday where we eat the cake, and like if you get the piece of cake that has the baby in it, you have to have the party. Oh, king cake. Yes, but we eat it in Mexican culture. Mardi Gras. Yeah, we eat it on January 3rd, so the Reyes Vagos. So if you're celebrating any of those, happy holidays from Rob, Airtrain, and Ashley at Diabetics Doing. Have a safe holiday season. If anybody asked if you should eat that, just let eat that, it. Let, let Punch that him in the slide. face. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. just remember that 300 of them are murderers. Happy holidays, guys. <laughs>